as it turns out, folks, April must really be the month for anime, or at least anime is on the minds of a lot of creators. In fact, Rick and Morty, those guys, they just dropped something to get in the game. I don't know if you guys had a chance to take a look at, I was sharing links with my friends, the Samurai Shogun Rick and Morty short. They dropped that on Toonami last night. Yeah, I did catch it. What'd you all think? I saw it. Yeah? What'd you guys think? I loved it. <laughs> I didn't. It was a okay. very uh, hate... Lone Wolf and Cub. Mm. That's exactly what it was. It was a Lone Wolf and Cub reference. It was pretty funny. And then... Um... Oh, sure. So when they broke the time travel rule, they said, oh, we wouldn't use any time travel, but... I didn't really catch the time travelness, but those were the comments online that they were like, oh, they broke their time travel rule. I was like, how? Because they're samurais? What if they're like in a samurai dimension and all the ricks are samurais? Who cares? Yeah. There's four or five samurai rules. That's just rules. what the dimension is. Like, yeah, yeah, the exactly. traditions got carried on longer into 2020. You know? So that voice backing up my, my samurai dimension rules is uh, Adam Jones, illustrator and comic book artist out of L.A., which is like the epicenter of coronavirus, isn't that correct, Adam? You guys are like you started. It's your fault, right? Isn't it? Isn't it Los Angeles's fault? It is uh, my personal fault. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, I was, <laughs> send all the lawsuits was, directly to Adam. Well, I was uh, out of the country uh, oh, when no. we saw it on the news breaking. Yeah. Uh, and then when I got on the plane to come back to the United States, uh, I think I caught a bug either sure. there out of the country Did or you, here. At a wild shrimp market, and then use a bathroom at an open air market, like restroom, and then and then get back on your ship and come back to the United States. Is that is that roughly how it happened? Basically, I went to eat as as much wild game as possible. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta. They you only like live once. Like so, you know what do they call that? Yolo, right? That's Yolo. Yeah. Would you like a a pickled bat? Oh you know, man. Like a, is uh, it? You know what? If if you if you fry it up, if you fry it up, okay, if you drop that in some deep fryers, we're good to go. You know, drastically when you fried it, they release some kind of thing out of their adrenal gland oh. that makes them taste bad, so you have to eat them raw. Oh, I didn't know that. It's good to know. Keep that in of mind. Yeah. I'm just joking. This is just what you hear. True. Castlevania got a fourth season on Netflix, which I haven't fully wrapped my head around the third season, and. If anybody hasn't seen it, I guess I'll keep my spoilers light. I'll probably spoil Ninja Scroll later on in the episode. But for now... Well, can, you, can you at least tell us? I don't know. Because I haven't fully watched Season 3. I fell asleep during Season 3, which is... It's already, so it's already not start, starting off well. Like, listen. I mean, I think most people know that Johnny Spoiler watches television between the hours of midnight and 3 o'clock in the morning. And... I rarely fall asleep, and if I'm falling asleep on a show like Castlevania, and it's an anime show, no less, there's a problem here. Um, I mean, look, they dusted Dracula in season two, and look, we all know in Castlevania video games, Dracula's only gone between games. You know, he shows up in every single game, so eventually he's going to get back. I mean, for all I know, in this season, he does show back up, but well, I can't deal with the subplots. Yeah, dusting. And, and by dusting, you mean like? Well, they went to. Do you ever play the game? Show, Sim and then he disappeared. Well, no. Did you ever play the game <laughs> Symphony of Night when they introduced his son Alucard? Uh yeah, yeah. That's an amazing game. So was season it on PlayStation One. Yes. So season two, season two was wrapped around that storyline from the game. They expanded on that, and then they like the showrunners. One thing that gets under my skin about like modern showrunners is like when they adapt things. 
they try to throw their personal things into the show. So they create characters that are not in like the conical stories, but they get wrapped up in these subplots of these other characters. So like they created these two gay vampire soldiers who were in love. And then like those characters became more important than Dracula and his son's plot. And I was like, that's the, I don't care if they're gay and I don't care if they're vampires, but their plot should not be more important than like the main antagonist plot, you know, in the second season of a storyline. And then third season, it's like, there was another vampire that they created, and these are not characters in the game, but but these are characters they created specifically for the show, right? The best character they created for the show was the Scottish Angus um, Braveheart-type vampire. Um, I've kind of spoiled the show. So, uh, did I spoil it? I didn't. I, that's not. A, that doesn't qualify. I don't know. Right? I don't <laughs> feel like any of this is spoilers because uh, I feel like I'm going to forget all this when I start watching it again. All right. So the only point right. I was trying to bring up is that they gave Castlevania a fourth season, and I guess I I guess I'm saying it do, it doesn't it doesn't the hype is over with that show. I mean, like I was so excited when they created it, and now it's like I'm I don't know. For me, I'm done with it. Okay, um, okay, but okay. Let's just think about it like this. Then, what if it's like JoJo's? You know, like season oh, two is sure. is the real deal. And mm-hmm. who know? Did they change animation studios? Did they get a new writing team? Like, there's other details that might change how you feel about a season four. I don't know. I'm I don't know. You know who's not getting so. another season? Who? Stuart Gurdon. Ooh. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Creator of Reanimator, <laughs> Space Truckers, which is one of my personal favorites. He's also done The Beyond, right? Isn't that his other movie? Uh, and Robot Jocks. So, uh, and a bunch of other things, bro. From, yeah. From Beyond. I just have never seen from beyond it was on my list of things to watch because it's lovecraftian yeah and i just watched the trailer right before he came on and i have to say how excited i was after seeing the trailer mm. like i would definitely love to watch that with you guys at some point because i've never seen it well i think it's gonna be isn't dave isn't that on the list for summer slash this year isn't that the movie uh, that's on there oh you're oh there's the beyond which oh. is what we're gonna watch he made from beyond. Oh, from beyond. Well, maybe we have to edit the list then, because I thought his movie. I thought one of his movies was on our list. Maybe not. It's a good list, though, yeah. folks. He doesn't. He doesn't particularly do slashers. He's more of a Lovecraftian or uh, supernatural type Man. Of horror movies. Uh, the only thing that's come out Lovecraftian lately is they said the monster in the movie Underwater is supposed to be a Lovecraft monster. Uh, not color out of space, dude. That was actually literally. Oh wait, that's up. literally a story. You're right with Nick Cage. Oh, it's so good. You know about yeah, that I mean, movie, Adam? What is it? It's called um, Color Out of Space. It's like a Lovecraft story, and then they made a movie with Nick Cage. Yeah, I've seen trailers for it. It yeah. looks really interesting. I. Yeah, it's, I'm definitely interested in seeing how they portray that. A lot of Lovecraft stuff doesn't really lend itself to translating well because then it, d- it depends so heavily on the visuals being interpreted by some filmmaker or something. So, I'm, I'm the trailer looks good, but I looked at some reviews and they're all over the place. <laughs> doesn't mean much, but doesn't mean I don't want to see it. Wow. All what, right. What do you guys? What do you? I, I, Maybe I shouldn't look at reviews. Maybe I should just make up my own mind. What do you think? Uh, I think the only reviews that matter... Well, yeah, go for it. But I was I was about to plug our show. I was about to say the only reviews <laughs> that matter are the ones that you hear on this show. 
Well, here's my review. Oh, I've watched it, and I say it's great. I say it's oh, good. Oh, nice. Good. That's good. Um, it has well, uh, great makeup effects. Trust, so. Yeah. Well, well, you know what's a mixed bag? is uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching Don Cheadle in the season two of Black Monday. You guys watch that show um, on Showtime? Yeah, they, they're going in a different direction. I, I'm, I'm still on board. Um, yeah, I've seen the first three episodes. Yeah, I started watching episode four tonight, and um, again, it's kind of uh, disappointing me, like Castlevania. So I don't, I guess I don't have any very favorable, favorable things to say. You know who? You know who else is disappointed? Oh, oh, Don Cheadle's going to be the villain. I got, I got, I got to remember this. He's going to be the villain in Space Jam Two. Space Jam Two is coming down the pipeline. But why? The years does it take to make I mean, a 2D animated show? I don't know. A long time, apparently. Um, How long ago did he record his voice parts is my question. For Space Jam 2? Last year, yeah. right? A year ago, maybe? Oh, uh, really? Financing problems. It's LeBron James's production company. and I don't know. Folks, if you're out there waiting for Movie Land to catch up with movies, Marvel's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is delayed. Uh, let's see, Mission Impossible 7 is delayed, Matrix 4 is delayed, and the Batman is delayed. But you know what is offering a saving grace? ESPN, since they can't broadcast any sports events, are going to offer you some Disney movies like Miracle and Invincible. So if you're looking for a football movie to replace the fact that you can't watch a football game, you can tune into <laughs> what ESPN is doing. And now, a word from our sponsors. Sports has come to a screeching halt with basketball bench and pitchers off the mound, but our friends at my book here are going to let you down. You can stay sane and stay entertained with access to your favorite games like Blackjack, Roulette, Slots of War, and more. doesn't matter whether you're out in the front lines or quarantined at home. The fun doesn't have to come to an end with MyBookie. Video poker not your thing but still need a fix. They've got you covered with a host of live casino dealers online. That's right. They have professional dealers at their tables live on site 24-7. Your favorite squad sideline because of the pandemic? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has partnered with some of the leading esports brands to bring you wagers on virtual action straight from the court in NBA 2 2K20. Plus, you can always get your part of the bankroll great again by taking advantage of shifting odds on political bets. You can trust the industry leaders in times like this. They're reliable, upright, and best of all, they'll pay you fast when you win. Visit mybookie.ag and use promo code BINGEWATCHERS for 150% bonus on your first casino deposit. That's promo code BINGEWATCHERS to receive 150% cash bonus on your first deposit. You can claim those extra funds all the way up to 750 Use promo code BINGEWATCHERS to activate the offer. That's promo code BINGEWATCHERS. You spin, you win, you get paid. Oh, did you guys hear about the Steve Carell story that's circulating around the internet? No, I, I saw you put this on the notes. I'm curious what the fuck this is. Or yeah. What this yeah, is. Yeah. I think I've heard of it. Okay, so he ducked out in season seven of The Office, which is like the world's most popular show of all ever, really, now. And like Generation Z is like latched onto it because it got put on Netflix. And it's like it's still in Netflix's like top ten shows. Like new, like everything they're producing, they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars to produce. Like can't beat The Office, which went off the air in like what 2013 or something. So something like th there's this whole story about like he wasn't gonna leave. He wasn't gonna freaking leave uh, in season seven. And then like he was on a BBC interview and said he wanted them to have a conversation with his agents. But then he said, "Oh, I'm thinking about maybe leaving." Then he was butthurt that the fact that they didn't talk that NBC didn't call his manager and like negotiate a new deal. So like, I'm not really on his side in this. It sounded like he dropped that in a total like celebrity ego moment of like wanting to be needed and, and fulfill the thing of like, look at me, look at me. You know, you always have to be looking at me. Like I can't, I can't dissolve into nothingness. And uh, it's like, he created the scenario. Am I wrong? I mean, that's my opinion is that he created the issue 
right? Because he went on an interview. He said this. I'm gonna. I'm thinking about leaving. Wait. But what's that? What do you think? Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I didn't know about. I didn't know about that incident with the interview. Oh. So this is uh, news to me. But my my first idea is it sounds like. They were like, oh, crap, he wants a ton more money, and we're not going to be able to do this anymore. So they just made assumptions he wanted to move on and decided to write the show off because of it. Like, so you got to be careful what you say in the public sphere. Another thing is the proper way to do that is behind closed doors, not dropping in an interview. Uh, I don't know. It's my two cents. Well, that's how a show breaks down, maybe. But... um. You know, I, I think he kind of, like, got the ball rolling on it, and maybe it, it didn't go his way. Like, maybe you said, maybe it was that. Maybe it was a, a subtle way to suggest that he wanted more out of the deal to stay on, and he was moving on to movies, and they called his bluff or whatever. But in other exciting news, did you guys hear Rosario Dawson is going to play a major character from Star Wars in The Mandalorian next season? Uh-uh. Yeah, so mm-hmm. this is pretty cool. She's playing uh, Ashoka, which is... This Jedi that Anakin Skywalker supposedly trained during the Clone Wars era, and she was on the cartoons. But then I also heard Michael Bean was going to show up on the show as a bounty hunter. And everybody, if you you already know that we're Terminators fans, so it's pretty cool to find out that Michael Bean is freaking going to show up in The Mandalorian. That's literally the only yeah. reason to have Disney Plus. That's that's literally the only reason to watch Disney Plus. Um, that's all we'll say. I know Adam's not a big fan of Disney. We don't have to go into it, but he, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I and I, I watch a lot of the old cartoons on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, well, there. I just wanted to say, there's a ton of pirate sites out there if you want to see the Mandalorian. Oh dang! Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. I'm just joking, Disney. I love you. Oh my gosh. You gotta remember to thank Disney and Google. They're gonna own everything yeah. one day. This is also the longest cold opening in history, and I've already done an ad, and now we're going to play music and then start talking about Ninja Scroll. (laughs) We've done, like, half the episode. (laughs) Okay, after this theme music, folks, we'll be right back with a review of Ninja Scroll. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. tell you what Ninja Scroll is about. If, you, if you're not initiated, uh, in this anime film, Jubei is a highly skilled ninja. He's coerced into, into slaying his own clan of warriors, then begrudgingly he kills his fellow swordsman. He becomes kind of like a roving hired assassin. Uh, during his travels, he faces off against an organization of demonic ninjas known as the Devils of Kamon. They're plotting to take over Japan's government. The devils are going to stop at nothing and have the power to annihilate entire villages. Now only Jubei and a Shogun spy, Doken can stop him. Came out in 93. It's directed by um, Kira Jiri, who I think also is going to do... He either does Wicked City or Vampire Hunter D next. But I think he does... I should have dug more into the director, but I didn't. So forgive me, and anybody can correct me. You can correct us on social if you know who the director was and what his next movie is. Or you can hit us up and send us an email. We're always happy to get emails. 
Um, for a little while, we were doing episode dedications, but that was because they were sending me emails and I could dedicate episodes to people. But that's a whole different story. All right, let's um, let's tear into everybody's experience of of Ninja Scroll. Actually, Dave should kick it off because Dave is like newly initiated to like anime, like period. Well, yeah, I mean, I've only seen a handful of anime before this, um, hmm. I, but uh, I can count on maybe one ahead. I mean, I've seen Akira and I've seen Spirited Away and couple other things but not a whole lot uh yeah i like this it was it was kind of fun i watched it basically like two and a half times this weekend mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> so uh like two one and a half of those times wasn't fully immersed but uh yeah i mean the animation's beautiful um it's got a simple storyline uh it's some freaky freaky parts the the b guy i don't know if we want to jump ahead but the b guy freaked me the fuck out yeah, yeah, man. You, man, you, you can definitely you be hell of a back on that, man. Yeah, you can be freaked out by the B guy. So there are eight devils. They each have basically a special ability. It's questionable about the blind swordsman because they might just say like, "Oh, he's blind," and develop like what super hearing to compensate for his blindness, but is also a great swordsman. I don't know. Um, so Dave's he's talking about devil. the B the B guy. They have names. We're not going to look up their names. We like it probably wouldn't do justice because I can't speak Japanese. I don't know if any of you guys can speak it, but. I don't want to butcher their names, so we can use nicknames. That's fine. Like, there's Snake Lady. Uh, Yoda's in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 gov- the, gov- the government spy who's trying to keep, like, feudal Japan together because there's two ninja clans that are you know, feuding for power. And I guess, it, I mean, the, the okay, like, it, it's simply a plot device to say they're going after this gold, this cachet of gold from these gold mines. Like, that's just, like, a thing. Just so you yeah. can have Jubei fight these demons, so... That's all that is. Um, it's a video game movie. I mean, and you that's think it's a I, video game movie? Oh well, man! No, 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 no. I don't mean like I don't mean that as an insult, but I mean it is like, you know, keep fighting boss until boss until boss until boss until the big boss. You know, that's all I mean by I, that. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm fine with that, man. I love playing RPGs, and the whole thing is you want to get to the boss fight and uh, like leveling up with each. In fact, even even the the Rick and Morty did that. Remember when they had the giant guy show up? Like, he had yeah. chains attached to him, and he was, like, bigger than the other evil Rick ninja guys, and, like, he he had to take him out. Like, it's the same kind of thing, but, uh, um, well, the first thing you see is, like, that the good ninjas are clearly unprepared. They go into the woods, and they just get, like, annihilated, right? At the beginning of this, they're just, like, annihilated, and then the, you meet the stone guy. You know, his body's made of stone. I, has no, what's that? I just want to comment on. Yeah. The stone guy and mm-hmm. somebody that like yeah he kills a bunch of ninjas or whatever but the, we got the, we're introduced to this hero character really early on yep and that stone guy man he just grabs them and I just it's just so unexpected for anyone that hasn't seen anything like this before that whoa okay here's my archetype oh you know, trope of a hero guy yeah and yeah he's coming yeah. in to save like this ninja woman this this you know. Oh, and you're, you're talking about the dude captain guy, right? Okay, spoiler alert, folks. If you haven't seen Ninja Scroll, it's a, I'm about to ruin it for you. Or you can love me for doing so. Or go a couple <laughs> minutes ahead. I'm about to tell you something. So here here it is. First spoiler alert of the evening. Dude gets his fucking arms ripped off, tossed to the wind. <laughs> and then the guy, drink, the stone man, drinks his blood like glug, 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 glug. Hold on, I'm not done glugging. Glug, 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 glug. Okay, I ran out of breath, so the glugs are done. Go ahead, Adam. The swallowing, gurgling sounds, and uh, yeah. it's stomach turning. Mm. 
Well, I just, just love not, like, prepared for anything like that watching them. Well, I just love uh, movies. I love how you think he has no weaknesses until you find out the the female ninja has been training her whole life with sensitive poisons, and her body is essentially one bag of poison. And he's like, stone starts rotting away while the ninja's like slashing, trying to slice and dice him, you know, with his little ninja sword. Um, it looks wholly ineffective until the poison starts to work, and then you're like, oh shit. He got taken out by his own gluttony for raping, you know? Because he tried to he tried to get it on with that lady, and he did some things that were horrible. And I think, like, I was thinking, like, um, Dave was playing around with this watch party thing, and we're like, yeah, that'd be cool. Let's do let's do watch parties for the podcast. Let's have, like, our fans and stuff join us online, and we'll watch movies with them. I thought, what a really awkward time to join a watch party would just be the scene where the stone guy is trying to violate the female ninja. No explanations. Right. Just like, oh, yeah, I turned on Ninja Scroll to watch with the binge watchers. And, oh, my God, what is happening? <laughs> For a scene that really doesn't show very much, it's done in such a way that is utterly shocking for some reason. You just don't expect to see anything like that. You got to give credit to the animators, in I guess, right, or the director's opinion, because they set that mood and tone. Like as you said, things are not very graphic, but they feel like they are. And but the blood is like the gore stuff really gets you too. Like you feel bad when dude gets his arms ripped off. You feel bad. And then, like, right. then later on, all these little fights, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And as Dave said, it's like level, 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 side-scroll adventure. Well, um, this movie, and I don't mean this as an insult, but, I mean, this movie is, like, literally every 15-year-old boy's fantasy. Like, mm-hmm. kill a bunch of guys, blood goes everywhere. A chick, you literally need to have sex with this hot chick to save your life. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're oh, you're right. Like the perfect audience for this is a twelve year old boy. You get to be the hero, right? You get to fight monsters, and you get, yeah, exactly. You need this girl, you know. You you got a score to to save your own life. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it could be a, a yeah, maybe. I mean, I if I think back, I did probably enjoy this movie more when I was twelve than than now that I'm in my thirties. So, but. This is considered. I guess I have an inner twelve-year-old then because oh, I still does. enjoy this movie like, like oh, immensely. No, it's, it's totally, it's totally fine. I, I yeah. didn't mean that as an insult, but I mean this is every fifteen-year-old boy's fantasy. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I've never grown up. Hmm. And you shouldn't. What's the, <laughs> I what's the, the point? Side of it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. But but no, but seriously, like this is on everybody's list, and rightly so. It's like uh, considered one of the ten most essential anime movies of really all time. I mean, it was made in the '90s, but nothing's really, I don't, nothing's really topped it. I mean, there's things in the category with it, but nothing's really got. It's a, it's a staple, right? It's like a sets the trend, I guess. And other things have tried to duplicate it. Like they had a actually. What's funny about the Jubei character is Jubei is based on historical samurai, and just like King Arthur's legends, like the stories of the samurai in real life are elongated and exaggerated. But he was a guy, he was very skilled. There are stories about him, and then like he's been adapted into a bunch of anime, um, including like Ninja Resurrection, which was given the title Ninja Resurrection because they wanted to cash in on the Jubei name and suggest that they were like the direct sequel to this movie, even though it wasn't true. And the, the only association was, oh, it may or may not be based on, you know, the Jubei samurai that was walking around in the Edo period of Japan. Um, hmm. And I think... Maybe that's why I thought there was a sequel. 
Well, you did bring up the thing that might be the direct sequel is the other walking around Jubei character shows up in Ninja Scroll the series, which is about a ninja school, really. And I think there's a lot of religious um, stuff happening in that in that series, as far as like contemplation and what the conflict is. I think it's Christianity and nonconformist like Japanese beliefs versus Christianity. I think. I think is the theme of that show, if I remember. Or Dude, I, I, that's what the theme is. I have long forgotten that. I oh, remember yeah. there being lots of monsters. There, I think <laughs> there might still be monsters, people that oppose the school or whatever, or oppose the new religion or something. I think are the bad guys. Um, mm. or the, or that's ninja, or that's the plot of Ninja Resurrection because, like, you know, they both exist because they're trying to, like, you know, cash in on the Ninja Scroll legacy or whatever. But um. Should we talk about the eight devils? I think this show has Jubei in it. Yeah, yeah, it has Jubei, but I don't know if it's the same Jubei or just a version of Jubei. Um, mm. This has like a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it still holds up. And if you look at the animation, um, the animation is still great. You know, it I does was going to say, up. that's as strong a suit, is the animation on it was really great. Hmm. Um, do you guys have a favorite devil it... of the eight devils? <sighs> Um, well, you like the bee guy, right? Uh, the bee guy freaked me out. Just the back full of holes. I don't know. <laughs> so I might have that like phobia that they talk about with people in holes. I don't know. Freaked me out. Um, uh, my least favorite as... is the girl that does the, um, oh, sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you were done. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the rock guy maybe, but, uh, he, he came pretty early. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. The rock guy is pretty cool. Um, my least favorite is the girl that loads the gunpowder in the rat. Miss Gunpowder. But she she does more than that. I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to reveal anything, but sure. this show is unafraid to go there when it comes to total horror. Like they think of a hmm. terrible idea and then they go all the way with it. And before that rat, there's another scene where a person has been made into a bomb, and I don't want to get into specifics. Right, because I want people to watch this and enjoy that part. But just sure. imagine the sheer horror of what that is when you come across it. Because to me, it resonated as if it were I wasn't watching a cartoon anymore. I was looking at like a real scene of something. Just, uh, just it, it filled me with the same horror as seeing it live action. If that's possible. No, that's possible. Um, I mean, the the other thing that it's a good story. Like I know it sounds flat. Like a, it sounds like it's a weak on plot, but the characterization. It might be weak on plot, but the characters are the reason to maybe tune in because uh, when they expand on his relationship with the female ninja, when Jubei and Kojiro or whatever are are kind of having their moment, there's some dramatic stuff in the story that holds your attention at the end of the second act. And then the, the Yoda, like as you said, you pointed out the other guy who's like a mentor. He's like the Yoda of the movie. He's kind of annoying. Again, he's a plot device. Well, I was only joking because, like, he, he very quickly does he move from, like, Yoda-like to just another opportunistic villain. Yeah. So I was, uh, I started calling him Adoy, the reverse Yoda. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's funny. My favorite of the devils <laughs> is the one guy. Um, he's, like, the bisexual demon. He's the one that shoots electricity through his little wires. And he, like, is controlling the other devils with the wires and sending them on their little missions. And he's, like, talking through them through the wires. Um, he's like the second in command, I think, of like the big guy. I don't actually like the final boss. If we're comparing it to video games, if I got to the, if this was a video game, you get to the end, and the the guy Gemma, I think is his name, 
who's not yeah. the Shogun yeah. of the Dark, but he wants to be. He's just like the top ninja of the, the the Eight Devils, and his only power, I guess, his power is like the guy in the Great Lakes Avengers. Like your power is you can't die. Like Jubei already cut his head off when they had this like mind fight. Uh, spoiler alert, I didn't warn anybody. He's technically undead. I don't know. It's unclear to me how his powers work, and he just kind of has an attitude problem, and he just says, like, I want him taking over. And then, uh, yeah, and then it seems circumstantial. Like, I don't know how good Jubei actually is if I think about it. If you think about the final fight, like, it seems like there's a lot of stuff going on, like, environmentally, that well, helped okay. Jubei overcome this terrible fight at the end. But the weird thing about it is the story... The entire story relies on Jubei having killed him at the very beginning, but we don't see that or find that out in the sure. beginning of the movie. Yeah. The beginning of the movie is immediately into action. Nobody knows what's going on. We haven't established main character yet. And the reason for that is because they wanted to do the trick of us thinking that the main character was that one guy that, that was uh, manhandled pretty early on by the rock demon. So... And then we see Jubei randomly showing up in the house, saving saving the damsel in distress, which was a really strong opening for her. But it, they lost something when they did that. They lost the end of the movie because the rematch didn't hold the same uh, weight because of how they dealt with the flashback scene of him having killed him already. Hmm. So we find out about the you know the resurrection and everything, and it could have been stuff that they plotted out and they just elected not to animate that part or or it got on the cutting room floor or something, you know, cause every time you make one choice, you know, other choices make more sense. So, yeah, I mean, I, I love, the, and they went, they needed to catch people early. This is unknown property. Nobody ever heard of this before, you know, and the next thing, you know, everyone's engrossed and wants to know what happens next. So they, they made good decisions. Well, yeah, no, we would I, I have a little bit longer of a flashback. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that flashback of that person. You were say you you reminded me of something. I was gonna say like, you're right. They have to catch the audience early. This is a new property. They're introducing a lot of new ideas. At the time, I remember this video was being passed around on VHS, and like people were. This is one of those conversational movies. Like, hey, you see Ninja Scroll? You see this crazy thing with this rock guy? Blah blah blah. You see this thing with the, these powers? He's got to fight eight devils. It kills all the other ninjas. Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? All the sex, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so. Yeah. And, and now, oh, I heard about it from kids at school. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave, now, is this a good starting movie for people that are not in initiated to anime? Or would you take would you take a second look at this movie? Or would you then go seek other animes out because of this movie? Um, I'd say this is a good gateway. Um, hmm. For me, personally, I'm not itching to go watch more. But, you know, if... if this is your thing. Go out, you know, speak out more. Um, Dave, you're a tough see, sell, buddy. You're a tough sell. <laughs> it's it's not it's not my genre, but uh, you know, hey, maybe Man. I'll come out on the other end at the end of the month. We have four more to watch. Yeah. So speaking of which, maybe we'll do watch parties for the other anime movies that we're gonna review and invite people to do so. But I saw a lot of celebrities were doing watch parties because they have nothing to do. To like um, Jared Leto dressed up as the Tiger King to watch. Tiger King with his fans on Instagram. Oh, fuck yeah, that but, guy. <laughs> like, fuck that, that guy. Yeah, he, no, those aren't fans. Those are cult members. Oh, cult did members. You, wait, hold on. <laughs> did you read the story that he was locked in a cave or, like, some secluded area for, like, two oh, weeks? He was, he was came camp- out and was like, he was camping I didn't know what was he, going on in the world. Oh, <laughs> he was camping at Joshua Tree, all right? And, yeah, and he, he pretended that he didn't hear about coronavirus. 
I don't know. If, I don't know if that's true. I mean, cell phones, I believe, work in Joshua Tree now. Um, no, no, he he just did it so he could be con- disconnected. And uh, was he in Joshua Tree? I thought he was like on a meditation retreat in Croatia, where his like little his little party places on that island. Or so whatever. you know how you said fuck that guy. There's other people who gotta say fuck too. Well, it's actually the assistants. I don't think it's actually the celebrities, but I think it's the people that work for them. Their handlers. We got dissed by. Uh, Nina Dobriv, who's in the Stranger Things, her people said no. And also Adam Scott, of all people, who loves doing podcasts, his people said, thanks for thinking of him. Can't do it. But, uh, okay, so what was uh, the fuel behind that? They don't give me an answer. They just say no. They just say no. They don't tell me why. Why would they tell me? They either don't know who we are or they don't care. There's no incentive for them to do it. Um, uh, the strangest response that I ever got was the people from who plays the guy who doesn't believe in Santa Claus, who got arrested at the airport, who used to be in fast times at Ridgemont high with the older brother. Come on, Dave, help me Uh, out here. Um, he has a weird name. Judge Reinhold. Yeah. I was about to say he has a weird name. Um, judge Reinhold's agent was like 400 bucks. And I'm like, Weighing 400 bucks against, well, how many listeners are you going to bring in? Do you have like a million people that are going to tune in? Then maybe the $400 is worth it. But that's uh, pretty scandalous to whore us out and have to pay this guy uh, oodles of money just to talk to him for 10 minutes, you know? Um, that was a couple years ago, so I don't know. Um, anyway, so catch up with us on social media. You think his prices <laughs> drop, John? Did his price drop? Oh, because he got arrested at the yeah. airport and he hasn't started anything in four years? Maybe. Um you know, whatever. If you're not worth our time, if you don't think we're, you know, we're worth your time, then you're not worth our time. And on that note, catch up with us on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, everywhere <laughs> we're available. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Wicked City. So tune in to another exciting brand new Binge Watchers. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>